What's going on, AJ here, and before we get the show started today, I want to let you know that this episode of the SD Geek Podcast is brought to you by MUZMM.com. They make these really killer like backpacks slash duffel bag fusions. Peter from the show just received his order that we talked about last week. He got the large charcoal design. Pretty dang sick. He's able to fit his laptop in there, all sorts of zippers and pockets in there. He's taking a trip to China soon, which is pretty hype because now he's able to like keep all his knickknacks around while he's walking around on the go as well some of my favorite designs that they have though are the watermelon for sure it's like almost like a heather pink coloring to it you could say it's pretty chill though my main jam that they supply would be the big caribbean design pretty dang sick as well must say and if you want to save 20 percent off your next order while simultaneously supporting us you can go to muzmm.com slash discount slash sdgeekpod to save 20 percent on your next order again that's discount code sdgeekpod or you can go to muzmm.com slash discount slash sdgeekpod now without further ado let's get into it it's sdgeekpodcast episode 19 let's freaking go So it does look like there are rumors that Marvel is looking to replace Hugh Jackman, finding a new Wolverine. It's, I mean, yeah, it's only a matter of time, right? It was. Yeah, only I'm a not surprised. Time. He killed it with Old Man Logan. What more do you want the actor to do at this yeah, point? Yeah, he's really, old. <laughs> yeah. As much as I would like for him to kind of just not play Wolverine anymore because Logan was so good, that should be his his coup de gras, if you will. Sure. Yes. He should just walk out after that because anything that he does after that is only gonna kind of put a damper on his legacy as Logan. I feel like he going out on top is the way to do it. Right. Having said that, I can't <laughs> believe anything Marvel says anymore. I just can't. Sure. I don't even fucking know. This could be this could be them fucking with us. I don't even know anymore. For sure. Yeah, a uh, curveball, you never know. I mean, maybe he'll be in Infinity War or I'm sorry, Endgame, who knows. I don't yeah. think that'll ever happen no. at least not anytime soon. I don't but, think so either. But if we'll probably get a cameo somewhere down the line. I'm hoping so cuz in the end he's still Logan in my mind. He'll always be the cool Wolverine to us, even though he's had, well, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily Hugh Jackman's fault, but not every Wolverine movie has been the best or X-Men movie for that matter that he's always in. Right. So, yeah, I yeah. would agree. I mean, but I did love in first class. I mean, again, he, we know that he's willing to do little fun cameos. Yes. What do you say? Fuck off in, in uh, first class. And then Only you say, F go word. fuck yourself. Oh, go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. There you go. Yes. They, <laughs> what a perfect time to say the F word. Yeah. Yes. You're allowed to say it once in a PG-13 movie. Yep. Perfect. They, oh, perfect yeah. Time. They saved it for Wolverine, <laughs> the perfect character to do it. Oh, I yeah. I love that. No, but yeah, um, it is a sad thing to see. But again, it's nothing that we didn't see coming already, eventually happening. And I thought um, Logan was going to be his swan song anyway. Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, Swan song is like your so. like your exiting of something. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then, yeah, it is sad to see, but yeah, uh, who do you guys think would be a good Wolverine? I guess to take up the mantle. People have been saying Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, I've been seeing that around. But he's Venom now. I think so. that'd be okay. Venom. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Don't Who's know. the guy that played Boomerang who looks like Tom Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that there guy. We go. Get that, that guy. guy. <laughs> potentially do it. That's actually not a bad call. Yeah, I, I, I mean, after Hugh Jackman's performances throughout the years, I can't think of who, like, off the top of my head, who is ready to do something like that, essentially. I could see maybe Tom Hardy, but after not being a fan of Venom, like, pretty much at all, 
I kind of just want him to steer clear of, of superhero movies and just do his own Tom Hardy thing like he's been doing all along. I don't know. Well, yeah. they're making a Venom too, so you're gonna yeah. have to sit through that again. I, I'll do it, and I'm looking forward to it. I love Woody Harrelson. I'm not a fan of what he looks like as Carnage, oh. but I'm sure the special effects. I'm hoping the special effects they'll bump it up uh, quite a bit for the second Venom movie because yeah, I thought the first one looked kind of trashy for the most part. Yeah. They just got they got really lucky with that movie. That movie should yeah. not be as as good as it is. Not to say that it is good. It shouldn't but have it performed should be, as well. It should be horror much worse, <laughs> yeah. and it should have performed much worse. But they it, they're gonna take the wrong lesson, like yeah. studios always do. They're just gonna be like, okay, more crappy CGI. That's what the and people that's want. That's want. what they love, right? Black blob, gray blob. Let's mm. fucking do it. <laughs> let's do it <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. It's terrible. But um, yeah, hopefully we get a great Wolverine down the line. Again, we'll see who the next upcoming actor will be because that was like Hugh Jackman's first like breakout role, was it not, as Wolverine in the first X-Men movie? I, in the Americas, for sure. But I oh, think okay. he was pretty big in Australia prior to that. Yeah, I think he did a lot of stage work, actually. A lot of plays and mm-hmm. musicals. Because he's actually a pretty good singer, I think. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah, very yes. much. Yes. Mr. Rob, he was in yep. that, correct? I haven't seen it yet, but I heard he does pretty spectacular, even if the movie's a bit of a slog, a little bit of boring. But uh, anyway, we do have a lot of trailers to be talking so about, actually. So many trailers. Let's start off with one of the early ones that came out last week during the Super Bowl, Hobbs and Shaw from the Fast and Furious franchise. Just to top this off, I, I have to say this, or just to start things off, I really don't care for the Fast and Furious franchise whatsoever. I loved the first one, and every single one since that doesn't hit the mark for me. I know Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift was okay. Oh my god, I like Tokyo Drift a lot. That might be my favorite. I don't know. I just didn't. I I thought it was fun. The main character's accent in that movie is really jarring at first, but you get used to it. I remember him being in a Disney Channel movie back in the day, so I was I was already ready for what he was going to sound like. Okay. But um, uh, otherwise, I mean, <laughs> you were ready. Yeah, I was ready. I mean, it's not a, he's not a bad actor or anything like no. that. He looks but like it a just... discount Channing Tatum. Yeah, he? yeah, poor man's Jan- Channing Tatum yeah. easily. Um, well, Channing Tatum's kind of the poor man's Channing Tatum these days. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, Channing Tatum for Gambit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if it happens, I'll be excited for it. But we'll, we'll see if that ever comes around. But anyway, yeah, not the biggest fan of Fast and Furious, but this looks like a step in a fun direction for them. These movies, I feel like one thing I give them some credit for is that I feel like they don't take themselves too seriously, and yet they kind of do at the same time, which turns me off. But but I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. This one just seems like it's going to be just nonstop fun. Though. Well, let me ask you this. How many have you seen? Two. About four. You've seen two. The I think I've seen about four to drift. five. You're pretty good to end there, John. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? I think I've seen about four. I think I saw Fast 1. I saw Tokyo Drift. I saw Fast 4. And then I recently saw Fate of the Furious. And... Ooh, fancy name. Oh, no, I didn't see Fate of the Furious. I saw Fast 7. Fast 7, okay. So I th- yeah, I've seen about Paul four Walker's last so. one. Yeah, Paul Walker's last one, which had a nice little send-off, I guess. How many are there total? There's eight now. There's without eight. Nine, including Hobbs and Shaw. Fuck. Yeah. I've, um, I've seen all of them. Okay. And I gotta say, the early ones are the best ones. The first one's pretty pretty damn great. Okay. Second one's a little weird. I heard that one Third was a Third one is probably my favorite. <laughs> okay. And then the fourth one, they were still taking themselves pretty seriously. <laughs> and then by the fifth one, they were just like, fuck, fuck it. it. Yeah. Fuck everything. Roller coaster <laughs> And that's when it started having... But, like, I, I like... All the movies for what they are, especially the more recent ones, mm-hmm. because they're so stupid and over the top. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's just an action it's, movie, right? I love it. It's, 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 it's 
off the wall. Like, it yeah, it's ridiculous. no sense. None of it. And that's why it's so funny. They just play into it. They, Vin- just, they just run with it. It's so great. <laughs> Vin Diesel drives out of one skyscraper window and mm-hmm. flies into another skyscraper. It's just... Oh, my God. The one that, and he makes it, of the, course. The one that introduces... Uh, Shaw, the yes. J- uh, Jason Statham's character. Maybe that's like he's, five he's, or six. He's like an ex MI6. He's supposed to be one of the like top secret agent people ever, like mar- top martial arts weapons, all this shit. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, Vin Diesel just beats him up with a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so any cholo for Mistele apparently can take on an MI6. Like it's so stupid. I love right? it. It's so great. And Vin Diesel's just a guy that grew up on the streets. Yeah. Yes. Essentially. So. Yeah, no military training or anything like that. Nope. He just loves a corona. That's all he needs. I think it's like they fight with like a pipe and a nightstick in like a weird lightsaber type battle. Like wow. it's oh pretty God. weird. Yeah. And then isn't there a fight scene where there's Vin Diesel and The Rock fighting each other? And The Rock is like 20 times bigger than the Vin Rock Diesel. The Rock would destroy Vin Diesel in, in a real fight. fight. Yeah. And I think the, um, Vin Especially Diesel's these character. Days. Maybe Vin Diesel Prime might stand a chance. Yeah, it's Maybe crazy to think Vin at Diesel one point Prime. he used to be like The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was that guy ago. for a minute. And then he started jet skiing with a motorcycle in the water. Yeah. <laughs> God dang. Have you ever seen that picture of him like when he let himself loose from yeah, one and really his let himself go. Oh, really? No, yeah. I have not seen that. I mean, I think he's a charismatic <laughs> actor. I love him as Groot and all that. But, I mean, he's definitely not the hard ass he used to be. That's definitely no. the rock's turn now, for sure. And I think he's he might be older than Vin Diesel, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, they look about oh, the sure. same age. Um, but, yeah, this movie looks fun, though. It's like they're taking a superhero turn on it. Finally. The, yeah. the, the past three movies, they've they've all practically been superheroes. Yeah. And now they're <laughs> officially taking that turn, and they, they have an actual superhuman. With Idris Elba as the villain, which I'm actually really excited for. I love Idris Elba. I, I, yeah, he's yeah. great. Yep. And he looks great in this movie, too. It looks super fun. Again, not taking itself too seriously. It seems like a New Age buddy cop movie for sure. Yeah. I love the title. It feels like it's a, from a TV show from the 80s. A little closer, oh, Mike. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Definitely sorry. feels like it's a TV show from the 80s. Yeah, agreed. I would have to say, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. I, I agree, yeah. But it, it looks like a fun Starsky movie. Starsky Hutch type. Yeah. yeah. Turn I off your you. brain. Just watch the explosions and fight scenes go on kind of movie, which I'm looking forward to for sure. Um, but yeah, any other things you guys want to talk about Hobbs and Shaw? Nah, that's about nope. it. It seems like fun. Yeah. All right. And then next up, uh, a, a trailer you wanted to talk about, Peter, was Child's Play 2019. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. It looks pretty cool. Harvey Plaza is in it. I don't think any of us have ever seen the Child's Play movies. We nope. just talked about it before seen, we yeah. started recording. Yeah, yeah. It was a movie we were all kind of afraid to watch, the series anyway. And yeah, we were all afraid as kids, and nowadays it looks dumb. But this trailer looks okay. I might go out and see it if you guys want to see it for like yeah, an episode one cool. day. It's got some like right at the end you get some like I get some saw vibes when you see Aubrey Plaza like tied up and yeah. gagged and stuff. So I'm I'm, I'm curious. That's it has, not the it reason you're going to watch it, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna see it because of Aubrey Plaza, okay. <laughs> and because it, from what I can tell so far, it looks like a, a halfway decent horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder how they're gonna too much, but is it gonna be the Chucky the doll itself tying up Aubrey Plaza so intricately like that though? I don't know, like how they're supposed to be. You already kind of suspend disbelief because it's a fucking walking talking doll. I guess that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a murderer. Yeah. I mean, there's only one way to find out, AJ. We you gotta go watch the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with seeing it, I guess. Well, let's see if they can talk me into it when that movie comes out later on this year. Probably I'm just glad October. they finally rebooted it. They've been making sequels to that forever. Yeah, that I, franchise. I, I think I, the most recent one was only a few years ago. The, was see, it the Bride of Chucky or was there one? After? I think it was, it was the Cult of Chucky. Yes, I think that was the most recent one. Yeah, they were still making those damn movies. 
Something so, like just start it over. It's about time. If anything, it almost seems like unnecessary to even make another or even reboot it for that matter. Just because, again, it, it feels like it wasn't that long ago that we got the last Child's Play movie. So, I mean, it's not a series I've ever really been interested, at least not since I was like seven years old. But, I mean, I, I'm willing to watch it for the show if, if we end up running the new to review it. The new trend in Hollywood seems to be instead of making instead of remaking old movies to just make a. A sequel to a really old movie. Sure. That's yeah. like the new thing. By the way, have we... Um, this wasn't in the notes at all. Sorry. Excuse me. Have you heard that they're going to make a RoboCop sequel to the yeah. original RoboCop? Oh, whoa. But they're ignoring, I think. They're ignoring... It's two, It's a sequel to the first, first RoboCop. One. So they're ignoring the second and third. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I'll see it. Why not? I'm pretty happy that, about that, it. That is I'm pretty weird. They're kind of just rewriting history from there, though. It's a great idea. I mean, it's yeah. just a different spin... Yeah, like an alternate Especially universe of it. I believe anything after the first one is kind of considered bad, right? Uh, the third one is god awful. <laughs> I like them. I, I I liked them because I was a kid, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. They had claymation uh, like robotics in that movie. It's not it's even silly. so much that. It's just the plot is so ridiculous, and th- uh, maybe the special effects do have. But something he, got to do with it. he got a jetpack. He got a jetpack, like a samurai robot man. <laughs> like I don't. It's weird. Uh, the, the, the the recent reboot that happened like several years ago, I kind of liked that one that one had a decent i guess origin story to it he was just a cop and he got blown up and now he kind of has to try to relive his life after that and it's kind of more of like a story of like rehabilitation of the of not only the body because he gets blown up literally but also like his mind and emotions as well that's pretty because, much the plot of the original one too. oh really oh yeah. okay gotcha I, terms I feel like as a kid even. he spoke so robotically um i didn't really empathize with the character whatsoever at least in this in the most recent reboot (laughs) it was a little more relatable i think but that was just me actually that that, the the reboot had like one scene in particular that kind of haunted me for a few days it was kind of gross you brought that up to me several times i've never seen that never saw it but i remember when you would tell me that definitely there's just a scene where it's just his body his heart and one hand and that's all that's left of his body at all and he's like put he's like the only reason he's alive is because they're still able to send electricity to his brain and heart. That's what's keeping him alive. You should see the original. Anyway. Really? You should see how he he dies in the first place. <laughs> oh Jesus. It's pretty <laughs> it's pretty intense. Should we watch Robocop one for the show? Maybe as like a little bonus episode. To lead you up. I'd be down. Okay. All I haven't right. seen it in a while, but I that image is burned into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Then I'm I'm down. Maybe we can review both and see what which one is the better out of the two. I'm down with that. All right, well, moving on, we have more horror stuff to talk about. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Guillermo del Toro. The spooky books that we used to see as kids on the shelf that I would not pick up. <laughs> Neither would I. <laughs> They're pretty much, no, this. these books are known. Is it a series of books, Peter? Do you know? Yeah, I believe it's three. I could be okay. wrong about that, but yeah, I believe it's three. And they actually started publishing in the late 80s, and it kind of just carried over into the 90s. Gotcha. And was kinda... each book a different series? I think or... they all have just short stories yes. in them. Some... Essentially, so he just got to pick from like twenty five different short stories. Yeah, maybe so. Because it looks like it's going to be a movie with three different stories in it, right? Perhaps so. How's that going to work? I feel like an anthology. The the bite sized um, trailers that we do got that we do have online, they don't really tell as far as who the main characters are and if there will be a continuous story from beginning to end or if it will be short stories throughout the film. I'm interested to see what Guillermo del Toro pull off of it because I feel like uh, these books in particular are known for their. Again, haunting imagery for sure. The illustrations are sometimes pretty disturbing, while others look a little silly. There are some that are just like, whoa, that's pretty freaking gross. Especially for little kids to be reading it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, and 
it, it's even weirder when you think that the demographic was specifically for younger audiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess back then kids were a little more hardened. I, like I, I said, watch RoboCop. Yes. They, they, they took this R-rated movie and they made a kids TV show out of it. Wow. Okay. They, they did that a lot in the 80s. I don't know what. You can get away with a lot back then. <laughs> I guess so, right? A little less PC for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like Guillermo del Toro, uh, del Toro is like the perfect guy to probably try to bring these oh, gross yeah, illustrations to life. Uh, just the little yeah, tiny bits in. we get in these bite-sized trailers is already kind of intriguing to see like, oh, whoa. Yeah, I think he's going to capture the tone very well and capture, again, the imagery as, um, very well. I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. his forte. Like, it's, it's, it's right up his alley, so I'm excited for that. Nice. All right. And then, Peter, what was something else you wanted to bring up? There's so many things I want to bring I know, up, right? AJ. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Throw out um, one for me. There's uh, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Sure, okay. There's that trailer that we got to saw, yes. which looks pretty cool. You were just telling me before recording that the the lead man the, for My the, Chemical Romance? The front man from uh, Gerard Way, yeah, from My Chemical Romance. He's is the, like one the writer and creator. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it looks interesting. I like this. I've heard it's good, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's really good as well. It's supposed to be really... It kind of looks like... um. I don't know, like a mini X-Men, like a first class, so to speak, you like know? X-Men kind of Watchmen-esque. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a vibe out of that. With like a darker mm-hmm. vibe to it all. Right. Which is which is kind of intriguing about it. And you two actually went to high school when one the, with one of the leads, uh, lead actors in the show, right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. I mean, who knows? Not Maybe to brag. Not, uh, <laughs> not, I knew him be, once. Be jealous. Uh, once upon a time. I spoke with him a couple times. So. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you hugged me once. So. <laughs> there you go. Ladies, be jealous. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it looks like a cool show. I I might want to try watching this on Netflix for sure. Oh no, I'm definitely going to see this. Yeah. This looks great. Did we get a release date in that trailer? I didn't notice. I don't recall. It was like two weeks after the trailer. So and that trailer was released. I want to. I say think last a week week. Or t- week or two ago. So so it soon. might be up now. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. But yeah, looks pretty fun. Uh, next up, we do have Shaft 2019, starring once again Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Looks like a fun ride. Speaking of making reboots to old movies, yeah. I believe the Shaft. Oh, uh, the mic, sorry, come on. <laughs> I believe the the Shaft <laughs> movie came out in what the early two thousands, maybe the late nineties, even. Uh, yeah. Er, no, I think late. 90s. I remember. It I as went a down. Kid, it was the nineteen nineties. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> maybe early two thousands at the very latest. Yeah. So it's it fun. Fun. Yeah. Well humored. Doesn't take itself too seriously, but fun action. This looks like a perfect movie I want to take my dad to go see for sure. Yeah, it's like a Samuel L. Jackson. My dad owned it on DVD. Oh I'm wow, there sure you go. I watched then. it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I well, saw the original when it came out. Uh, okay. And I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember <laughs> liking it. As a kid, I wasn't that interested in it. I had friends, classmates that would talk about it, and they said it was pretty cool. But maybe just at the time, I didn't really know Samuel Jackson that much. Not until like Qui Gon Jinn and maybe a few earlier works, like uh, his work in like uh, oh god, what is it? Coming to America. Well, first off, he's Mace Windu, AJ. Mace Windu. Mace what did Windu. I say? You said Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Oh yeah. my god. I just I think I, I just had the thought of the original trilogy in mind, and I said the first Jedi that came to mind. I'm so sorry. Thank you for catching that. Not even drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I've had nothing but coffee this morning. That makes it worse. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It should be cool. No purple lightsaber. He doesn't need it. But um, I love the cool action with this. It's like his dad and also his son are in this movie as well. Yeah, like like three generations of shafts. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I didn't insert sexual innuendo wherever. Right here, <laughs> whatever you want. Yes, thank you. God. And cut to applause and laughter. <laughs> there we go. Cool. But yeah, this movie looks fun. Again, doesn't take itself too seriously. Similar to Hobbs and Shaw. At least for that, we get another kind of, I don't know if you'd call it buddy cop, but something along that genre line, I would say. It wavers around that border. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit. We do have, an, again, a little bit of horror-esque, but this is definitely more slapstick, more 
fun, smart humor. What we do in the shadows, the series now, actually, not just a movie anymore by Taco Waititi. I mean, he's still behind this one, as well as one third of Flight of the Concords. I Jermaine believe. Clement. Yes, thank you. Is he the funny one? They're both funny. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> good call. But yeah, that does, it does seem like a lot of fun. This seems like the office with vampires, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. 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 And I love Taika Waititi's comedy, so I'm all in. It seems perfect. I can't wait for it. And Flight of the Concords, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Some that of British, Australian kind of mm-hmm. humor to it, you know? Yeah. It I love their fun. actual music, though. They're great. Yeah, they're, they're pretty funny. Yeah, you guys have played their songs on, like, playlists in the car and stuff like that for on the way years. to Vegas sometimes. Oh, yeah. They're really fun. Nice. What happened to them? Do they still tour? I feel like they started touring again, like, not long I ago. I think they came out with an album a year ago. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if they don't have the show anymore, they got to make money somehow, you know? Shit. Why not? Take it on the road. Mm. For sure. All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I look forward to this show. It looks super ridiculously funny. I cannot wait. John, talk to me about Batman. Oh, our favorite. Yes. <laughs> our favorite. Jack Black wants to be the Penguin, which, I mean. If there's any actor to do it, he might be the one nowadays. I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head besides Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. He's still alive. He can still do it. He's still alive. I don't know if he would, <laughs> I would be able love to, to see do that. I know, right? I would, I would love to see him come back to the Penguin. <laughs> I feel like either actor, I would laugh my ass off while they're on screen for it, you know? But I, I feel like Jack Black could do it. But I would hope that he's he has his movies where he's... Jack Black and not just a, a character. That's you know what, what his, I mean. That's his reputation and kind of his persona, even at like at, at interviews and whatnot, is yeah. just Jack Black. But he has had a couple of roles where he's not really himself. Yeah, well, or at least he's more the, the, he's more the straight man than anything. Like King Kong, for example. That's the first one that comes I, to my mind. Yeah, Might I loved him one. as that. Actually, he's in a few <laughs> other movies. Um, God, what are some? Uh, there's one. What was it called? Vapu Rise or something like that. Never heard of it. He's like a salesman. He creates a product that disappears dog shit oh <laughs> crap i remember oh. that from like the early that's 2000s old, yeah. yeah there's that that's one it's ben stiller was in that one ben stiller oh was that the other actor yeah. oh that's right he like yes that he was in one familiar. with most deaf where i they... was gonna say be kind rewind yeah be that, kind that was rewind he was that. real i love jack black yeah. in that one most deaf was kind of an awkward actor in that movie but it was a good heartwarming kind of story. He's a yeah. bit of an awkward person, from it, what I can tell. It seems like I, I love it, yeah. him. Like, oh like, yeah, he, 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 he makes there. good music too. Most of is crazy. Mm-hmm. I like him. Um, and I, yeah, I'm down with Jack Black as the Penguin if that ends up being the case. I just hope that he doesn't have to. He doesn't feel like he has to be too funny. I think he naturally is an extremely funny guy. I don't yeah. think he needs to play it up t- just because he's yeah. the Penguin. I nah, know, I don't think they thought. would go with, well, with the way things have really? been going yeah, in the DCU. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they'll make it totally funny. I just don't know if we, we need, like, School of Rock Jack Black in there, you know what I mean? Where he's, like, totally off the wall, silly. I need Tenacious D Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right? More dick jokes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does. Talk push-ups. I, I will say this. I just think I, I, Jack Black is a, <laughs> could be a good penguin. Dick push-ups. Oh my God. <laughs> that hit me way late. God damn it. Um, yeah, oh, God. What was I going to say? With Crap, my I, dick. No, I'm, I'm going to keep interviewing you. Jack Black's erection. Interrupting you with dick things. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I just think he is a good actor for it. I'm totally looking forward to this. It, again, it goes to show that DC is trying not to take itself too seriously, but that's even if this Jack Black thing is a reality, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cool. I mean, even if they're in talks, these things fall through all the time. Like, it might not have ever come I don't think to reality. It's happen. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Well, was there anything else we needed to... Oh, yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Peter. Yeah. Talk to me. There's really not much to say. Okay. It's just there. There. Uh, there's going to be a 
they're they're going to be going to Netflix, and it's going to be brand new, completely separate from the the newer movies that have been done by Michael Bay. Yeah. So is this live action or is it? I have no animation? idea. That is a good question. I'd be fine with cool animation if yeah. they could find like a new way of doing fun animation for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm all for it. If it ends up being live action. I'm willing to give it a try. We'll see what they look like, though. I'm, I'm interested to see what the character designs will be. I wasn't when it comes a fan out. of the designs in the Michael Bay movies. Yeah, they, they, they grew on me, there. but I, I still there was still something off about them. Sure, I actually I will not lie. I somewhat enjoy both of those movies. I did not They're, watch them. They were okay. I saw They're the first okay. one and I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, same. I thought I was gonna hate it, but the the turtles themselves the dynamic and the relationship between them and splinter is they nailed it it yeah. was top notch you could their tell personalities were great the way they bounce off of each other was great uh everything else is what kind of could could have used a, a little bit of work a little more time in the oven yeah. for sure i agree but no I, I did love that they did feel like brothers like yeah they had fun with each other and they get along but they don't always get along also and you kind of get the differences between characters like leonardo and someone like raf you know they're right. totally different characters and they kind of go into that dynamic that families don't always get along but when it comes down to it they can work together when they need to right and that's how they're strong like you get characters like Raphael, which feels like you know he's the strongest one in the group and maybe he should be the new leader and yet he realizes without the rest of his team, he, he he isn't as successful. So yeah, it's a pretty fun movie with a decent message, I would say as well. But yeah, overall, I never cool. saw the second one mainly because I thought they were throwing way too much in there. Yeah, they were, showing, they were throwing Krang, they were throwing Bebop and Rocksteady, and they were throwing in Casey Jones. Yeah, and I'm just like this this is too this much. Sounds like clusterfuck all over, all like, <laughs> just, like just written all over it. I'll say it was a pretty decent balance. The movie's kind of long. It's like maybe a two-hour movie or so, so they, they at least took the time to be able to introduce everyone. But, I mean, it's a Michael Bay movie. You're not there for an in-depth storyline unless you're watching maybe The Island with Ewan McGregor. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's it's more just slapstick, crazy explosions everywhere. Been, ever since the news of this new uh, rent, uh, iteration, I've been meaning to see that one. Just, just to see how I like it. Oh yeah, it's it's good. It's it's fun. It's worth watching. If you watch, if you enjoyed the first one, I would say you'll enjoy the second one for sure. All right. It's more of the same, but a little more extra to it. Uh, speaking of more of the same, but a little extra to it, we will get into our review of the Lego Movie Part Two in a little bit. I don't think that we have any more news to talk about, though. I think that was about it that you guys sent. Did we talk me. about the Avengers yet? Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes, go ahead. Avengers Endgame. So the Avengers runtime, as of right now, this is before the. I'm sure it's going to be cut down a bit, but it's three hours long. Yes, I actually. That was brought up as a topic about a few episodes ago. Was it? Yeah, oh yeah. It was like about three, three and a half hours. And we were kind of skeptical at the time. Like, is this really going to be a thing or is this just a rough cut for now? Well, it's it's official. I think prior it was rumored, but it is official. Gotcha. As of right now, anyway, the, the rough cut is three hours. Gotcha. Okay. John, what are your thoughts on that? I mean... More hours, the better. Yeah, I'm I'm ready <laughs> yeah. for it, man. For these, yeah, they go by so fast. That is very true. I would be true. totally fine with. How long three is Infinity hours? War? Two, two and, and a half. half yeah. It doesn't feel like two and a half exactly. hours. Not at all. No, I would say maybe the second time I watched it, I forgot how many different sequences there were and how many different team ups there are throughout the movie. Kind of, it goes back and forth. Okay, now you're back with Iron Man and Spider Man and Doctor Strange, but then you have other characters along as well. You have Thor doing his thing in space with the Guardians, or at least Rocket for a while as well. It, it does a good job of balancing going back and forth yes, between does, yeah. the different team ups, and I enjoyed that. You go back to Wakanda a few times as well, and I'm imagining it's going to be more of the same in Endgame, but maybe they need the last half hour to have the full team come together for one final showdown against Thanos. That's my thought of how it's going to be, but I'm excited. Three hours, give me more if you can. And then we're oh, getting yeah. returning characters, Ant-Man, um, 
Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. True. And then we're going to be getting Captain Marvel whenever she decides to show up in this movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so I didn't deep dive into this, but I heard that Anthony Mackie, like I, I saw an article that said Anthony Mackie, ac- ah, Anthony Mackie actually <laughs> wasn't going to be in Endgame. Oh, wow. Like his character isn't well, going to be in I Endgame. I guess technically he, spoilers for Infinity War 1, if you haven't seen it yet, watch it and then come back. Uh, his character does die, doesn't he? Yeah. He's one of the people that die from the snap. Yeah. Gotcha. But again, who the fuck knows anymore? You can't yeah. believe shit that Marvel says. I mean, he is one of the, no offense, Anthony Mackie, but one of the smaller characters within the Marvel Universe. Sure. I would say MCU. Um, but I mean, I, he's still a fun part of it. I look forward to his little quips every time he's in the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't be too surprised if he wasn't in it. But it wouldn't feel like a full-on Avengers movie without Falcon. I don't know. That's just my thought. Yeah. At yeah. least for Captain yeah. America's little uh, uh, entourage. True. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, hey, I'm ready for Endgame. If they can give me three and a half hours within like the director's cut that's coming out on Blu-ray, I'll take that too if that's going to be a reality also. I'm totally down. Speaking of which, though, I feel like I own the Blu-ray for Infinity War, and I don't... Maybe my Blu-ray didn't come with that special feature that has like the extra storyline of Thanos. I don't. I haven't really noticed that. Have you guys watched that at all? What? No. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's supposed to be like an extra 20, 30 minutes of Thanos' story. That got cut out, right? Oh, That's yeah, I forgot about that. That cut from the original film. Yeah, from the original cut. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, if you guys know about it that's listening, let us know. I'd love to hear about it. But, uh, yeah, I haven't noticed it at all. But either way, yes, Infinity or Endgame, give me as much as you can. I'll take it. As long as there's not much of a drag, I feel like maybe the most drag there might be is when the team's kind of slowly building back together. Because, again, as we see from the first uh, Endgame trailer... It is the, a team divided. It's only Captain America, Black Widow, and a few small others. Ant-Man comes up as well. And I feel like the first maybe half hour, 45 minutes, is going to be realizing that some heroes are still alive and how the heck are they going to be able to communicate with each other and meet back up. So maybe uh, three hours or so will be definitely necessary for this all to come out or to come through and play off nicely. I don't know. But yeah, totally excited. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I think that's about it. We all good? All right, cool. dive into this great movie. Right before we do, though, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored and brought to you by M-U-Z-M-M Bags. Uh, They pretty much make backpacks and duffel bags, kind of fusions of the two. And as we talked about in the last episode, Peter ordered his bag and actually brought it in today to show us. He carried out his big old microphone case and everything inside of it. Right, Peter? Oh, yeah. Ah. And it's pretty great. It's got a lot of, like, nooks and crannies, a little hidden little zippers and pouches where you can put a bunch of your stuff. Uh, I'm going to be uh, going overseas. I'm going to be going to China in a few months. And uh, apparently there's a pretty big problem with theft over there. Crazy. And pockets and whatnot. And so I actually I plan on taking this bag. Nice. There specifically, this is going to be the bag I carry around because th- there's a lot of a lot of places you can hide stuff. Oh, nice! And it's also built very sturdy. The, just the fabric, the stitching, everything—it's really solid. Like it feels like it's going to last a very long time. I'm actually very glad that we got uh, this this sponsorship. Yeah, for sure, it, it's paid off for you now. Let us know how the trip goes. But yeah, it is a cool bag. I believe you got the large charcoal co- uh, design, right? Correct. Gotcha. Uh, a couple of the designs I liked though were the watermelon. Also, they have um, again they have two different sizes per bag. I do believe it's small and large. The large Caribbean design is my jam though for sure. But the pink watermelon—it's like a pink kind of heather pink look to it. It's pretty sick as well. Um, but yeah, if you want to have just twenty uh, percent off your order, you can go to um, M U Z M 
m.com slash discount slash sdgeekpod. And you can also use the discount code sdgeekpod at checkout. Again, that saves you 20% off. Thank you so much for M-U-Z-M-M, pardon me, for sponsoring this episode. It's pretty rad that we have one of uh, you to support us. And again, if you want to support us, you that's listening, go ahead and order. Again, that's muzmm.com slash discount slash sdgeekpod. Also, if you have any questions or topics that you want us to shout you out for for future episodes, you can hit us up with sdgeekpod at gmail.com, Twitter and Instagram also at sdgeekpod. But without further ado, let's get into Lego Movie 2, second part. Lego Movie 2, second part. Second part. Okay. What's the story, uh, man? It's a story. It, it takes it picks up immediately after the first one. Immediately. Yeah. Right after. And <laughs> then there's a time jump and everything's not awesome. It goes like five years later? Five years five in years, the future. Yep. Yes. Uh, or later. And it's everything's not awesome, but, <laughs> and everything's different. Everybody's all dark and gritty. There's like a Mad Max kind of very feel, Mad Max feel to it. Uh, except for Emmett, he's still same old jolly, <laughs> oblivious Emmett. Yeah, oblivious is the perfect word for it. <laughs> he doesn't care about about his surroundings. He kind of makes the best out of anything, right. as if nothing yeah. really changed about. He his makes routine. everything awesome. Yeah. So, so we're going non spoilers <laughs> first, right? Yeah, not yep. non spoilers. Okay, let's just talk about what the movie was. It was uh, a Lego movie. There was Legos. <laughs> yep. So then that uh, uh, let's see. Then the conflict happens. We get like a weird spaceship come in and tries it takes some people, and then Emmett has to go find them and bring them back and rescue his friends. One of which is his girlfriend. So or special best friend. Special, special best, best friend. friend. They actually don't they say, say yeah. I like the way they put that. Actually, that was kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of got to do that in a kids movie, sure. I guess so. But it, it, I would have to say, since you said kids movie, this is definitely. Out of the three Lego movies I've seen, or I guess now four Lego movies I've seen, this is definitely the more kid-friendly Kid out of all one, yeah. of them, I would say. I loved the humor for the first Lego movie. I think Lego Batman was, was the best. spot on, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> those have like a little bit of adult tones and just fun little quips and jokes and like little backhanded comments throughout each film that are more for like the adults ears to understand than the children's I would say the children audience um I felt weird saying anyway <laughs> um but I felt like this one is definitely more geared towards children I mean there were still fun themes to it I love Unikitty the character from the first film was yeah, even was more badass, badass in this yeah. movie <laughs> like she becomes like a gigantic tigress that like also boosts like has like a fire breath that helps them boost across the desert yeah. on like this go-kart thing that they have or like dune buggy if you will and then she becomes like an intergalactic spaceship as well which is pretty sick also mm-hmm. um but ultimately though yeah this movie i i have to say before we get into spoilers it, what it didn't live up to the first one no. or to what lego movie 2 or i'm sorry ba- lego batman or ninjago did uh, I believe it only made 34 million for the weekend oh so really it's considered underwhelming for it oh understandable yeah. But we do have a lot of the same returning cast, which I did appreciate. Mm. Elizabeth Banks is still Wild Style or Lucy. Uh, Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn, which is a very small part. Super small. How do you guys like Aquaman in this movie? Was it was it's it Jason, Jason Momoa? Momoa? Okay, okay, because he even does Momoa. like the Jason Momoa thing. No. Yeah, yeah. my man, my, my man. man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same super. Kind oh, wait, of vibe. so that was Harley Quinn in the yeah. In the spacesuit? Oh no 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 no! Are no, no. we talking about in Batman? Wait. There's just in the background. There are different like characters. I like, must they... have missed her completely. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah. You can't do it, Emmett. And then you kind of it's yeah. Yeah, it's super quick. quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah there are actually like three Harley Quinns in this movie. There's like a Lego Harley Quinn, and then a larger size, and then there's like a Duplo version 
of Harley Quinn as well. For those of you that may be unfamiliar with what Duplo is, they're like a kid version of, or like a toddler version of Lego, you would say. I didn't know. I was oh, really? wondering, I, I was wondering why they kept, I was like, what's this du- Duplo? I had oh, no okay. idea that that was a thing. Yeah, as a, like a very, I remember being like that five, four or five funnier. years old, I had those as a kid, yeah. So I'm surprised to hear you guys didn't like this movie as much as the first, because I liked it way more than the first Oh, really? really? No, nowhere near as okay. good as Lego Batman was. Of course. But I like this movie infinitely better than the first. Wow, okay. Uh, get into it. Talk to me. So I think the plot the problem with the first one is that it takes a while to get going okay plot wise like the conflict and then you're not really sure um how this universe works quite yet like you understand the lego portion and then they start introducing the um spoilers for the first lego movie i guess they start introducing the real world aspects to it um which is where it got interesting for me was okay. when they started tying that stuff in when you started seeing the real life uh, the real replicas uh, uh, relics they're called oh yes uh and all of that stuff. And yeah. so for this movie, knowing that already going in, I was already kind of trying to piece together what's actually happening. As the plot's unfolding in the Lego world, I'm trying to figure out how this is actually Playing happening out. in the real world. Yes, I see. Which, okay. is, which isn't too difficult to do for in a lot of cases, which we'll get into in spoilers. Yeah. Um, but there were some things that kind of uh, took me by surprise. I, I, I was intrigued through this one throughout the entire film, oh, as opposed okay. to the first one where I... It took a while for it to, to buy me in. All right, no, I, I, I can respect that opinion for sure. Uh, John, what would you say the story was, just to briefly put it? How does this movie go? It, I think it was a nice uh, kid adventure. Okay. I mean, for sure. Well, I mean, we have Emmett. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it Did was you? just super kiddie. That, that was my thing about it was it felt very kiddie. But it, it still had, like, that nice adventure to it, how you get, like, those Mad Max themes. Then you get the, the space themes, which was pretty cool. Had some nice comedy to it. I thought the comedy was better in this than the first one. Really? I think so. I feel like it wasn't as... I thought Batman was funny in this one. Batman was still funny in this, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like maybe if it How many movies have they made about him. you? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> and then so three others stuff. in various stages of development. <laughs> yeah, that was such <laughs> a great <laughs> little joke. <laughs> See, we still get Will Arnett being Will Arnett as Batman, which is great and all. Um, but yeah, I just felt like something about it was lacking. I felt like maybe... I, maybe the voice actors didn't get as much say as to what their characters were doing in this movie because, or maybe they didn't get to look at what the footage was like while they're voice acting. A lot of times in voice acting, you don't get to see what's happening on screen. You're more so just told, here's a script. This is what's happening in the scene. Have fun with it. This is what your emotion's supposed to be. Yes. Have at it. And, and I feel like in the first movie, also in Lego Batman and Ninjago also, I feel like maybe they were... Maybe maybe they were given more detail, or maybe they just cared more, or maybe they were able to see test footage for the scenes that they were recording for specifically, so they were able to add little jokes in, and I feel like we didn't get that many added jokes in this movie. I, I don't know, I just feel, it didn't feel as sincere to the voice acting. I, I feel like these actors that are playing these voices are way funnier than this movie allowed them to be, as uh, uh, compared to the first movie and compared to Lego Batman, just for a brief example. Uh, th- that, that's just my thought on it, though. Maybe that's mm. maybe, and I don't know if that's to the movie's detriment. It was for me personally. Uh, maybe the script just wasn't as good to me. It wasn't as comedic anyway. Well, the I think, I think what you're, which, oh. me trying to interpret what you're saying. Sure, it, it might have something to do with the fact that all of the characters had a lot more to do in the first one. Okay, they had a lot more lines. Whereas this one, it's real like the space guy, the. The pirate dude, Rex Dangerbell, um, yeah, um, or not, not even Danger Vest was it? Danger I don't Bell. remember Something what his like last that. name was. Um, but all the characters from the first movie really kind of take backstage in this one. They don't have too many lines. They don't have um, 
a lot of opportunity to be funny. Because okay. it's we we're mostly stick we stick with Emmett throughout throughout most throughout of this movie. The, yeah. Emmett and what's her name? Lucy is Lucy? Wild Style. Yeah, yeah. it goes back. It's and mostly forth their YouTube. story. Yeah, that's and true. And then everybody else is just kind of there. Whereas in the first one, you kind of get a little bit of time with each character to kind of get more development. With yeah, them. more exactly. supporting characters get more play in the first one. Exactly. I, would say. I, I I do agree with you on that, and maybe that's why I liked the first one a little more. It's just because I felt like I got a like there were so many good characters in that one, and in this one, I feel like some of them were a little lacking. Again, I mean. Batman plays not as fun of a role in this one. Uh, spoilers in? All right, I guess spoilers. All right, let's do it. All, all right. right. Okay, so uh, Rex Danger Vest. He's <laughs> Chris Pratt. I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, okay. And when he introduced himself, he's like, Raptor he's Trainer. He he's still like, describes himself as Chris Pratt when he lost all the weight and stuff. Yeah. Oh my I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically Chris Pratt, which I loved. Raptor Tamer. Yeah, I don't remember the other thing he, he said. said all sorts of lost things. Lost the baby weight, so my my features showed more. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. So many inside jokes to like what John was saying earlier about how there's there's jokes in there for adults. Yeah. Also, kids aren't quite gonna get get everything. All those references to his career, you yeah, can say. which yeah. I love that. So mm-hmm. it's Chris Pratt, but then it turns out it's more than Chris Pratt. It's double Chris Pratt because it's Emmett from the future. Yes, which I thought was a weird twist. It doesn't make any sense, but they even make fun of it. They're just yeah. like, don't think about it too hard. Just, just kind of go with it. <laughs> yeah. There's a line in there I somewhere. I love the nods to, yeah. to the Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, yeah. We took the flux capacitor. <laughs> sorry, and took, sorry, Doc. Something and then like he that. stole the Doctor Who's TARDIS thing, and I don't remember the what. Hot oh, tub. the hot tub. The hot tub from Hot Tub Time Machine. Is and that yeah. the reference Bill, Bill and Ted's uh, oh, yeah. phone booth, I think. Yes. Yeah. All of those nods. <laughs> they were great. I loved it. Essentially, how does this character come to be? It's like Emmett at one point in the movie gets tossed under I guess, a dryer. Yeah, in an alternate timeline, Emmett gets tossed under a dryer. Yeah. Um, and kind of gets stayed there and he gets all hardened because he gets all tough. And then he's able to like... He's like left he, alone for years. Yeah, and he then he's hoping his friends would get him. Yeah, but, never but then happens. he gets so upset that he's able to like like rage himself into being a Lego person in the real world. Like yes. he can actually move and shit. Which they also make fun of later on, even. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. I love the body language with that. Yeah. Um, uh, for those of you that may be familiar or unfamiliar, for that matter, in the first Lego movie, when it go, when it shows Legos trying to interact within the real world, like the world we exist in, they don't really move very well. Like, they kind of just pop around at best, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so it kind of shows Rex Danger Vest. Yeah, that is his name. <laughs> um, he kind of, <laughs> like like Peter was saying, he's able to actually compose himself and move around within the real world as well because he's so hardened from being left under a dryer for years and years. So when they introduced that character, when he first came in and saved Emmett from the asteroid field, yeah. for a for a good minute, I was like, is this a is this Master Chief? Well, oh, yeah, his yeah. helmet, right? His helmet yeah. was like very Master Chief-esque. And then like the his, it, I didn't, it didn't look like a vest to me at the beginning. It kind of looked like it was like uh, Mjolnir armor. Yeah, like sure. So I was like, is, are they going to? But in my head, I already knew that uh, Halo has no association with Lego because mm-hmm. Lego doesn't like uh, properties that have guns and violence and stuff. Uh, yeah, Anything okay. Halo related is Mega Blocks. Mega Blocks, exactly. So I was like, are, I was like it can't be. But it looked a lot like Master Chief. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was like a blue Spartan for that matter. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I was excited for that. Um, yeah, also there was, just let's just talk real quick. I have to branch out with this. I love the different properties. You still get a lot of different Lego properties that are yep. incorporated with this. You get Gandalf that is directly referenced and like mm-hmm. he falls down a cliff and says something. Armageddon. Yeah, yes, Armageddon, mm. which I kind of caught on to right away. I didn't know how it was going to come into play, but... It was going to be the mom. That's yeah. what I was saying, too. Like, there, you, it's not hard to figure out 
what they're referencing, mm-hmm. like the the bin of storage, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yes. our mama get in. Like you can figure out exactly what those are supposed to be, the but ro- then it's how we get there is oh, and the, how it plays out that it's the mystery. What was the name of the galaxy? The the Seven Sisters. S- S- Sistar. Sistar. It's the Sistar yeah. system. It's like okay, obviously. <laughs> and I think it was like the the Dryar realm or something like yeah. that when he gets tossed into the dryer on accident. Mm-hmm. Little silly things like that are pretty great. But I loved. Yeah, again, you get all these cool little Lego properties that Lego has license of and um there's a point where i think it's a dc character it might have even been superman where yeah we tried call, calling marvel but they won't return our calls yeah <laughs> we still don't get any like marvel characters in these movies I love at all that joke so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think they're borrowing anybody from the warner brothers company, i guess i think sense. this movie's warner brothers and yeah. everything they are uh, not not everything i mean back Which to the future is not warner brothers is it what not? is it it's universal oh good oh, call shit. i didn't okay. know that yeah they, they, they've been borrowing properties uh, they take a lot, of, lot of liberties in these movies. Just Marvel, mm-hmm. maybe or Disney in general. Doctor Who's BBC. Maybe, uh, maybe it's because oh. it's not a Disney movie. That's why Marvel won't do it. I wonder. I would imagine. I would that, imagine that, that's, that's just, the case. It could be so much greater if they did. I feel like it's only a matter of time. Well, I don't know. Since this movie underperformed, that maybe we won't get like a specific just like Marvel Universe Lego movie. But we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Lego would probably have to pay them a lot in order to do that. Yeah. I don't know what the legal rights or the ramifications are of that, but I would love to see that happen this one day. the Star Wars prequels, AJ. Why are we talking movie politics? I'm, I, I'm just <laughs> saying, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I love the movie. I don't know. I, actually, no, I can't say I loved it. I think I love certain aspects of it. I love that the alien weaponry are all like cute little hearts and stars mm-hmm. with like little toddler voices to them. I thought that was pretty adorable, like we see in the trailer. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty adorable. The it's so code little mm-hmm. star and everything like that. That was pretty... I, actually, it was kind of... It seemed a little dark to me because they're so adorable and everything like that, but they end up ultimately exploding on contact. So I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't like the idea of toddlers exploding, I guess. I like the, the whole the whole plot overall i thought was pretty good i don't know if it's just me uh because i well because i have a little sister as you both know yeah and so this movie kind of spoke to me in a way that may may have not spoken to others sure so i feel you i have a little sister a couple little sisters as well yeah so the the whole them trying to get along and like the the mother trying to just get them to like play with each other and then there's a there's a part at the end towards the end when you realize that queen, whatever I want to be or whatever the fuck yeah, her name was. Yeah. Um, she wasn't evil after all. Cause that's like a, the big plot in the middle is like when she introduces herself, she's like, I'm not evil. You should trust me. Yes. But obviously you, they don't. Yeah. Like why, she- <laughs> well, why would you say, why would you trust anybody that says you can trust me? And yeah. Song. It was great. Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was fun. There's a lot more songs in this than yeah. I was expecting. There were, but I, when I and I want to say like, maybe that was padding cause maybe they didn't have enough to go on. And so they just added songs to it. I thought the songs were clever though. I won't, they were fun. They I worked. can't speak too much against them. I just feel like maybe it was padding. The song will get stuck in your head, which didn't by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. I don't even remember how the beat goes. They bring it's not back, as catchy as everything is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which they bring back in this movie in a way. Like, like yeah. they like remix it a little bit, which was still cool. But again, that one is definitely the more catchy song of the two. I would have to say. Yeah. yeah. So I loved it. And then, yeah, I just love the, the twist, like the, the moment where there's the, the moment where um, Lucy and the, the space lady, do we even know who that character ended up being underneath the helmet? I forget who Cause I thought was. that was Harley Quinn. I was like, is this supposed to be Harley Quinn? Like similar color scheme. I would say, yeah, like yeah. The, the blue and pink and all that. Yeah. So, but uh, did we even get her name? Maybe it wasn't very memorable. Anyway, her yeah. like when she explains to Lucy, like, no, we really are the good people. Like, <laughs> we just want to play with you. Like, we look up to you. Yeah. Like, we've always looked up to you. 
Like I was just like, oh god, oh right. my heart. Oh, I, I have been a bad brother. <laughs> yeah, I need like, to call oh, my sister shit. and hang out. Oh god, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I feel you there. Um, but yeah, oh, it, uh, that was kind of. It was almost the same message as the first one in that I guess like the, the the little boy in the first movie ends up a little older and he has a younger sister which is referenced at the end of the first one and referenced throughout this new movie um, and it's essentially the brother not really wanting to get along with the sister uh, he kind of just wants to play the way he wants to play without the little sister kind of interrupting that and at one point he like wrecks everything that she's making they get in a big fight and then you get um, the mom character coming into play which I thought was pretty hilarious a quick little bit there um, by Maya Rudolph. Yeah, she that like was great. steps on the, the Lego Legos block multiple times. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my God, is that Lego piece? Did I step on the block? <laughs> Childbirth. Childbirth, right here. It's 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 right there. It's <laughs> on the level. <laughs> Pretty fun little acting mm. bit right there. We don't get much of her, but we didn't need it. I was looking. We get a bit to of see. Will Ferrell. Just his voice. Just yeah. his voice. I don't. Yeah, I think the only actual footage of him we get is like clips of the first movie, if I remember correctly. There's a part in the yeah. beginning where he like the very beginning when the the little sister alien people are invading and then he's just they're like president oh, business could you help right. us and he's just like ah, no uh, i'm gonna go golfing you guys seem to have this but play nice and then he just takes off right yep. and at the end he comes back and yeah he um he comes back and everything's fine by the time he does it's a silly little movie though it was fun again i i'm i have my gripes about it i think some parts were absolutely adorable but other part and very funny uh but for the most part though i thought it dragged for me especially yeah. like the second third of the movie it was just okay. Like it, you said, this, well, I thought the songs were just filler. That mm-hmm. made them drag. I think the well, I th- I thought the songs were pretty fun. The sequences in which they were they they were pretty good. The the one that I feel like was unnecessary was the Batman and Queen uh, want whatever I want to be yeah. one. That was a little weird. Although I did like when Batman jumped in and started rapping. That was pretty that, fun. That was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> His costume is pretty interesting in this movie as well. When he becomes royalty, yeah, he's like I a, loved a, it. A, a, a white coat, mm-hmm. white Elton cape. John. Elton, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's John, actually yeah. exactly what he looked like. <laughs> was that supposed to be the reference? Because if not, it was spot so. on as Elton John. I would have to say. I don't know. It was good. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Superman and Green Lantern were were friends actually. Yep. Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum come back to reprise their roles. Lex that. Luthor. Yeah, Lex yeah. Luthor was there. We actually get Bruce Willis as Bruce Willis. I forgot about that. I love that. So, they came back to that awesome. so many times. That Bruce, Bruce Willis. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I spend a lot of time in, in air ducts. Yeah, I don't live. I don't here. live here. Oh, Charlie Day comes back as like the uh, the space astronaut, dude. spaceship astronaut guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yep. he does that a lot in this movie as well. Ralph Fiennes is still Alfred Pennyworth, but I feel like he didn't even really have a line. It was more just kind of fun physical comedy between Batman oh, and Alfred yeah. for just a quick moment. Yeah. Um. Actually, Kobe Smolders, uh, who plays Robin from um, How I, I Met Your Mother. mother. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. she played Not Wonder Woman in this with movie. Robin from the Batman Mythos. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Yes. But yeah, apparently she played Wonder Woman in this movie. Oh, okay. And not Gal Gadot, which I thought was pretty. Fr- Interesting. Gal Gadot, Gadot. It's it's Gadot. Thank you. Okay. I feel like that's been going back and forth, and I never know which one to go with. But ultimately, though, it was a fun movie, I would say. You know, if you want, you have nothing else to see in theaters, go watch that. I'd take rather... Take kids. Yeah, take, take your kids, kids for sure. I actually Def- took two kids. Oh, really? My girlfriend and I were babysitting, and we so we took two kids. Do they like it? They, they, they're kids. They like whatever you put in front of them. Oh, okay, for sure. It was stimulating. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. The younger one kind of g- was getting bored until the music kicked in, and then she started getting into it. So <laughs> maybe the, the music's there for, for, for your kids. 
Gotcha. Maybe now, that's the purpose. Yeah, I felt slightly out of place in this movie just because I felt like, again, it was more of a kid-friendly movie, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with a kid movie. They exist for a reason. They have an audience, obviously. But um, I, I just felt like it was a bit of a difference from the first movie, Lego Batman and Ninjago as well. Like, even Ninjago, I don't want to spoil anything about it because you guys haven't seen it. Um, not that the storyline is super important, but it deals with some adult themes as far as, like, divorce not having family, not having a, not growing up with a dad and stuff like that. Damn. So it gets pretty dark and personal, and it's done with like some adult humor to it as well. Obviously, no no real cursing in it, but it does have it. De- it deals with real life problems in a very comedic, dark way. It's it's pretty good. So, um, and I feel like I didn't really get that much of that in this movie, which was unfortunate. It just felt like too much of a de- departure. Really? I'm. I mean. It was it's, more it's your opinion, no, but I'm yeah. just surprised. It was more of the same, but also not enough at the same time. Which I, I, I again, it's nothing wrong with making a kids movie. It's mainly, of course, geared towards kids. Yeah. But as a 30 year old man, I felt like I enjoyed the <laughs> first owe. two very much so compared to this one. But again, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Peter. John, what would you rent, uh, rate this one? I would probably take a kid. I don't think you should <laughs> watch it if you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. don't take a girl out on a date. To see this, I did, but but but, but yeah, she really wanted to see it, and I did too. I, again, I, I I don't want to downplay this movie too much. It was fun. I was tired when I watched it. Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. I was pretty sleepy, but for the most part, I mean, I was awake. I was watching it. I laughed. Out, I laughed out loud for multiple parts. It just didn't live up to the first one for me. That's all. I think your your argument for it being too long is valid, but I think the reason because it kind of has. God damn, it's an hour and 47 minutes. It's almost it, two hours. It feels longer than that, to be honest. <laughs> it does a little And I feel bit. like it's mostly because of the last, like, what, 15, 20 minutes or so, where that's where the plot kind of takes a turn. Yeah. Oh, where it's at the end. No, not even that. Uh, I talk about the part where, like, the twist happens, and it turns uh, out that the good, the bad guys are actually the good guys, and the bad guys, and then they introduce the time thing, and then, like, a whole other, like, conflict kind of comes into play out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it, it starts getting a bit long there, but the conflict really, because it was so different, it was so, like, out of nowhere... It, like that's what it, it kept me engaged personally. Sure. I could see how some people would lose some people at that point is is what I'm saying. But for me personally, I, I it cooked it kept me hooked. And then the fake out, one of the kids that we took, like said out loud, like that's the end. Oh wow! And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, fuck, are they really gonna just have a <laughs> Empire a Strikes ending Back ending like, like this? Yeah. And then and then I started thinking, is that why it's called the second part? Are they already planning a third part? Ah, like, I see. But, but then that didn't end up being the case. Yeah. But it really took everyone by, su- by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. What, what Peter's talking about is like at the end, near the they end of the movie. They saw it weren't spoilers. Oh, yeah. You're, you're right. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> screen says the end. Not really the end. Movie goes on. Um, but yeah, I thought I, I almost I almost would have been fine with the ending that way. That way it would have made the, the third one a little more lively. The third one just kind of be like, wait, what yeah, exactly. Happened? Right? What happened? For a second, I got really excited. I was like, holy shit, they're really doing this at a kid <laughs> in a kids movie, mm-hmm, right? Dark ending, no happy ending to this. Yeah. Everything isn't so awesome, which you find out is kind of the cure to the I guess problem in this movie that nothing, not everything has to be so perfect. It's more so just collaboration and having fun with each other, Great and message. that everyone has a good idea. Yeah. Or everyone's capable of having a good idea, I guess you could say. Everything's but uh, awesome. yeah, I could see myself maybe renting this one in the future. I could definitely see myself buying the first one and watching it with. If I have kids one day, I can watch it with them. This one, we'll have to wait a few years down the line. I don't know, but uh, first one still a buy. This one's maybe a rented. Yeah, pass for John. I'd buy this one. I'd, oh really? I wouldn't. I don't think I'd ever watch the first one again. To be honest. Cool. There you go. But I'd buy this one. Go. I feel like we we haven't had three different opinions as far as a movie goes, at least in the history of this podcast. So that's pretty cool to see. 
that we have a skip it, rent and this it, movie and buy of it. all things. That's yeah, weird. that's true. <laughs> this is the one we're most divided on. Yeah, <laughs> this is when we end. Right? <laughs> exactly. Dang, this is the apocalypse. I like the sure. joke in the beginning where it was just like, "Where's Batman? Oh, he's off having his own solo adventure." Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they also did the Jaeger thing, the Pacific Rim beginning part. We yeah. kept building bigger, and oh, they kept on taking right. us oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the mech and all that? Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I didn't catch that reference. Yeah. yeah. That's a good that point, actually. Right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting that they actually made Emmett, in a way, a bad guy. Like, he's still, like, the original Emmett that we know is still his same old self who questions himself near the end. But at the same time, the other bad guy, Rex Danger Vest, is, like, an evil version of Emmett from an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool that in that he starts off the same old Emmett, but then becomes dark and brooding and all that i think this movie's deeper now i don't mean to call you guys out on no, anything please, but i think it's ahead. deeper than you both realize because it, yeah, you, he, just called us he, out. Called us <laughs> dense. he called us shallow minded <laughs> damn it's all right batman's like that yeah I'm cool with that. batman v superman <laughs> masterpiece you guys just don't understand it. yeah hey it's too too big for you <laughs> yeah exactly that's the problem with that movie yeah <laughs> yes. i think the movie needed more raptors I'm More raptors. <laughs> I actually really loved that scene, especially the when raptors, it shows him tame them originally. That was pretty. Well, cool. the reason I say that, yeah, the, the whole like uh, being too big, is because you really start to see, like Rex Danger Vest is essentially his the teenage kid's uh, desire to be grown up, which is what teenagers you kind of deal with as a te- you kind of deal with it even as you're a kid, but especially yeah. when you're a teenager, you're kind of in that middle ground where I'm too young. Or I'm too old to be a kid, but I'm not quite an adult. But you're reaching for being an adult. Yeah. And the reason there's a the reason I bring that up is because there's one joke, a couple of jokes actually that he makes throughout the movie talking about like cool adult stuff. Yeah. Like the part where he disappears, he's just like, oh, Great. I called it. I'm back to the future and get. He's just like, what's that? And he's just like, oh, it's just a cool movie. Adults like or like cool guys yeah, like that. Kids cool grown cool, cool grown ups like. And yeah. there's even another reference to something like that with the Matrix earlier in the movie. I don't remember what it was, but I remember you see the, the Matrix and you want to come back. Right. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, and he's like, "What's, What's the, the Matrix?" Matrix? Yeah. Exactly. No, that, that that is a fair point. So, that, like that the whole true. movie, the the conflict of the movie essentially is just the his the the boy's imagination and the girl's imagination and the conflicts between the two and how they kind of just end up resolving. Which again might just be it speaking to me personally because you no, know that's I have good. A I like sister that. and stuff, mm-hmm. but. If you have a little sister, you'll love this movie. Maybe, or, or maybe a younger that. sibling in general that yeah. you clash with. Yeah, sure. it's a good one. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I have two younger sisters that we've had plenty of clashings throughout the years. <laughs> uh, since then, we've matured a little bit more. Um, but yeah, even, I mean, John has a younger sibling as well. So each of us here on, the, on this couch can relate to that, to the story for sure. Um, again, it was a good message. I do agree with you in that. And I think that's a good observation that you have as well as far as the, the character of the boy that we get in this movie. The human child. That feels weird to say. <laughs> As opposed to the Lego children in this movie. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. Liked it. Uh, an easy, an easiest rent for me. That's about it, though. That's fine. For sure. You guys are wrong. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I respect that. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to touch on before we call it for a day? Uh, I think that about covers yep, it. it. All right, cool. Take us away, Peter. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Screen Testers Geek. Later on. Peace. Bye. Later. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check your booty. Ha, 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 ha.